Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RFP podcast, episode number 188, Relentless Forward Progress Ultra Dad Session number two coming up with co-host Brian Shane. You out there, dude? Hey there, Mike. How are you? Here. How are you doing? That's good. I, I, you're, you're here. Is that I? Are you physically, mentally, and emotionally here? Because you, you're. I'm, I'm a little bit of everywhere, but I think <laughs> within the next sixteen ounces, I'm gonna, you're gonna have me a hundred. Good, good. Now, now, good, good leading right now. So let's. Uh, you let's... like that? You like that? Yeah. So what, what, what are you partaking in? I've got a, uh, a tall boy. That's right. Um, a PBR? A tall, no, tall boy of a banquet beer. Coors oh. Banquet Original. So that's how I'm rolling tonight. Well, I'm, I'm joining you with, uh, with a yellow jacket. Do you have, have you ever heard him called yellow jackets before? I had a comment from uh, when uh, I did a post for Coors. Not that I'm sponsored or anything, but I was, I was sharing a little bit about cores, and he he called them yellow jackets. That was the first time I've actually heard of the yellow jacket. Yeah, so I, I got, just gone with the banquets. I got a little shorty, a twelve ounce little shorty bottle, but uh, so I'll join you on that. Cheers. That works. Well, let me crack that. All right, cheers, brother. So I heard I heard the yellow jacket on uh, the Yellowstone show that we watch. Oh yeah, and then, you know this. These guys are all up in uh, yellow. Well, obviously Yellowstone and Yellowstone. They're all cowboys, and they walk into this cowboy beer or cowboy bar. Two yellow jackets, please. So, uh, <laughs> so that's good. It's, it's similar to to rolling into Pennsylvania and just ordering a lager. Somewhat, somewhat, kind of same order ordering style. Yeah, yeah, somewhat at least to be. <laughs> When you you go into northeastern Pennsylvania, you're not too many folks running around with big ass belt buckles and you know. No, cowboys. no, I'm not talking about the <laughs> not talking about the the clientele. <laughs> I'm talking about the ordering a yellow jacket and a, a, a logger order are very similar in different parts of the country. Yeah, well, that's actually interesting because outside when I've gone to other places and I've gone, you know, I've I've gone to other places outside of. That that area, you know, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Delaware, that that mid Atlantic states, but they still have Yingling Lager, right? Whether yeah. that, that's in New Orleans, you could go down to Florida. Uh, I think some places in the Carolinas too. So you, I would go in and say, "Hey, give me," because you'd see the lager on tap. I'd say, "Hey, give me the lager. Can I get a lager?" And they're like, uh, "Are you Yingling Lager?" I'm like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which log. which logger would you prefer? Right, right. There's only one. Yeah, you, you, there's only one. Really, there is only one. I think. Well, it, it, it's the oldest brewery, so technically, it's the first one, and everybody else after that was just imitating. That's right. That's right. So, well, we'll, we'll circle. I want. I want to circle back to the topic on the beers, and because that leads us into another conversation. But I wanted to. I wanted to circle back. I kind of hand this off to you today because you you shot me some really good topics and things to talk about today, which I was excited about. Um, so why don't I just hand it off to you, dude, and you can kind of steer today and, and see, see where this takes us. 
Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, do you want to just finish the Coors uh, conversation though, and and why we're drinking Coors? Okay, yeah, I was gonna save that to last, but we could certainly oh, okay. we could certainly do that. We could certainly yeah, do that. Yeah, just we'll throw the plug. Yeah, in and right by, now, by no way, shape, or form are we sponsored or by anybody, let alone Coors. But no, we're not sponsored. This is just out of the kindness of our hearts. But go ahead. But we are open for conversation. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to turn cores down if they are knocking on uh, knocking on the Dude, door. Dude, I won't turn any. I won't um, turn anybody down. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah. well, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Anyway, with cores, um, right now, um, I know down in Arizona and Colorado, right now, a lot of the air is just filled up with smoke from uh, the wildfires going on. And I mean, when you look at the map, I think it's almost safe to say majority of the the Western part of the country, a lot of the States, it's not just Arizona, California, Colorado. Um, I mean, there's, there's wildfires all over right now. So Coors has stepped up and is helping with funds and support of our wildland firefighters. And um, I just think that's awesome for, especially for a, a, a Colorado, right out of golden Colorado for them to, to step up and, and support with any way possible. Um, I mean, that's, that's what it's coming down to right now. Thankfully, last two days here, at least, we've uh, gotten some decent rain. So I know it's not happening everywhere, but there is a lot of men and women out there right now just busting it, trying to keep our homes safe, um, keep, keep some of these fires under control. And uh, my hat goes off to, to everybody with the Pulaski Axe or, you know, flying those aircrafts, the helicopters, anybody that has any part in the wildfires. So just wanted to give a little plug there, a little shout out to Coors for, for their support. And if, uh, if there's any way you could step up and support anything that has to do with these wildfires, I mean, it's, it's the real deal. We had one start up briefly um right before alma mm. which is from our house probably five miles as a crow flies on on saturday so um yeah and, and anything can happen so we're uh just that time of year right now so um course course was pretty cool so therefore i will definitely buy a six pack nice. of tall boys. yes just two things one you're kind of you're busting in and out every every so many seconds so just to let you know you're, I'm getting, okay, man. I'm sitting. I'm literally right next to the. Okay, well, I'm 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 getting <laughs> most of it, but just from the audience's perspective. So, just so the audience know, Brian lives in a town that's ten thousand feet up, six hundred people. That you do have a stoplight. You do have a stoplight. We're very proud yes. of that one. So, Bear with it. And just so the audience knows as well, I, we use the Anchor app here. So we're not really high tech. And what we've been doing works for us. And we're going to continue to work for us unless, you know, somebody wants to sponsor to get us microphones and be professional. But even if we have the gear and equipment and somewhat look professional, we're not going to be professional. So that said, just have some, have some forgiveness on, on the technology here. But going back to what you said, Bri, yeah, I sent you the picture this morning and I sent you the picture last Friday. So as you're down here, look, looking, looking yeah. from where I was on both of those mountains over towards like four peaks in Mount Ord, that whole Mazatlan mountain range, you can't even see it right now um, because of all, 
Yeah, because of all the fires, because there's been that big one that sparked up uh, right before we came up there uh, at Tonto. There's another, there's like three or four fires in Tonto right now. There's a fire burning or was burning. I think it's mostly contained now at the Havelina course over in McDowell Mountain Park, Regional Park. Um, And and, I mean, it's just, we're kind of surrounded. So yes, to just to echo what Brian says, you know, he showed me, he, he shared the post a couple of weeks ago and I immediately, I think the next day went out and bought, uh, bought, bought some cores. So every little bit helps them, you know, they're, they're sacrificing their lives for our lands. Uh, and it means it, for, for Brian and I, who spent a lot of time on the trails and, and in the mountains and in the wilderness, uh, we appreciate it. So kudos. Very much so. Yep. Nice, nice. Well, thank you for yeah, your yeah. There'll be probably course, some too. more coming up. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not the end. Well, thankfully, it's a good. I like it. It's good. It's a good brew. So twelve. It was tasty. Here, just just better. one caveat too. It's it doesn't. And this is kudos to course. It what it doesn't taste that much different than that non-alcoholic one I was drinking. The edge. So that's kind of it's wild, but. You know, a little bit of alcohol never hurt me, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's mm-hmm. good. It's good for the soul. Everything in, mo- everything in moderation. Absolutely. Moderation for cows. Of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, on our uh, topic today is kind of where we left off on session one um, two weeks ago with just our upbringings. We kind of just had a, a light discussion there at the very tail ends and you kind of set the, set the tone for this uh, session number two, which was kind of, I just labeled it upbringings is kind of how I thought about it. And, you know, we, we can uh, just go through some similarities of our upbringings, you know, some similarities and some differences and pretty much wind up how we got to where we're, where mm-hmm. we're at right now. Um so that, um, with that being said, I, I just rewound all the way to pretty much our families and um, growing up in Mountain View Village, which was which was our neighborhood. And it's uh, the more I think about it, it's such a unique area, I believe, um, in Pennsylvania, but just just in general. After living in different areas, just reflecting back, I think everybody reflects back on their childhood. And, you know, some, some may uh, not have great memories. Other people may really cherish those, those times. And I, I definitely have cherished those, those times up in Mountain View Village. So I, I just labeled it as the uh, classic <laughs> 80s childhood. And I, I, I think Mike could probably agree with that. Um, looking back yeah, on Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and with our families, um, you know, we're, we're multiple siblings and our parents, I think, had similar approaches to, to bringing their kids up being you know, keeping them as active as possible and kind of on the, the straight and narrow going down the line there. And what I viewed, at least my parenthood, my parents, and Mike, you could speak to, to your side there, but I always felt that there was never a major push um, and pressure to, you know, in school and academics and everything, of course, like making sure our homework was done and, you know, developing that discipline of, 
if your work's not done, there's no play. So I, I think that structure really helped us out growing up. Me, I'm the oldest of four boys. So, I mean, my mom at times was more of a, a drill sergeant just to keep four boys mm-hmm. on track. It was, it was no joke. So, but at the same time, I think there was a lot of leading from the back of just, just letting us go out and almost like a challenge by choice and play around in different areas and, you know, support, was always there, but I never felt that there was too much pressure and too much push to in any certain direction. But I mean, we were always doing something, whether it was camping and then peewee football, wrestling. I mean, it was year round, just nonstop. So um, if you have, you know, on your end, Mike, I'm sure you were, you were the youngest of your family. I'm the oldest. So it's not like our siblings really grew up together. I mean, it was, it was the older Ubaldini kids yep. for, for us, but you were, you were the youngest. I was the oldest. So there is that kind of almost generation gap almost with ages, but there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. I, there's, there's, there's some, there's a lot of similarities and there's a lot of different, there's a lot of similarities and there's differences. Right. And, you know, I, from from I was our family was the opposite. My my dad was more the drill sergeant, the disciplinaria, the disciplinarian, and my mom kind of she she was a leader from the back, right? But she was the lover and the nurturer. Uh, and my my dad was really uh, he didn't put pressure on me. He encouraged me, right, to be the best, to 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 work my ass off, right. And he taught me the work ethic that I have today, which I'm grateful for. Uh, and, and, you know, go out, you're going to, the way you're going to achieve, the way you're going to make progress is to work your ass off. Right. And, and one thing he's, he always taught me. And one thing that sticks with me today, no matter how hard you're working, there's somebody out there working harder, which is 100%. I yep. believe that to a T, but he taught me my work ethic. That was one of the big, big characteristics I've learned from him. The pressure that I felt was the pressure that I put on myself. Okay. So I, that, I wanted to kind of clear that because there, there, that, that's one of the differences, right? Um, I will say that I think, and they, the other differences is, and I was thinking about this this morning on the run, right? And how I like, talk about how far we've come, you know, we, me, my family, and I'm the youngest of three. I had a brother. Oh, I still do. I have a brother and two sisters. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> so my Tina, Frank and Tammy are all a year and a few months apart, right? And then I'm four plus years younger than Tammy. So, oops. There's, 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 <laughs> and I always, I always bust my parents' chops. My dad has always said, no, 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 you were, you were the pleasant surprise. You were the pleasant surprise. But hey, we're, <laughs> we're grateful, right? The- yeah, right. yeah, there's other exactly, ways exactly. But, yeah, so but <laughs> you know, us when we were growing up, there wasn't we weren't like an, an outdoor family, really. I mean, I, I, we spent time outdoors and we, you know, exercised outdoors and we swam outdoors and that kind of stuff. We, we weren't the ones, you know, you don't anybody that knows my dad, anybody that we grew up with. Hey, Don Ubaldini used to take us out in the Winnebago. We used to go camping every other weekend. They're going to say you're full of shit. That never happened. 
that's right. So uh, that, and that's nothing happen. against how we br- were brought brought up, but I think that was where, and I think that's where the interests of our families when we were younger and still today, they you know our parents were different. But I think the values, right? I think the values, and I think yeah, uh, the beliefs and. Um, you know, how they, how they wanted to raise us, how they wanted us as kids to be, you know, I think those, that's where a lot of the similarities uh, uh, intersect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely the parallel, the common, common core right there. But your dad was just for a a little bit, he was ahead of this time with, uh, with the hashtag van life though. (laughs) I mean, you guys, you guys, you guys were rolling around in a pretty sweet van before vans were uh, a thing like they are now. So, so major props. To yeah, your, he your had he for had that. the conversion <laughs> Chevy van with the VHS. It might have even been a Beta Max in that TV in that in that van. And the funny thing is, the funny <laughs> thing right. is, Brian, is that what's it? Twenty twenty. They may have just gotten rid of that thing in like twenty sixteen. Oh, they could have probably sold it for a a gem. That thing was probably <laughs> was well, probably 30, 30 years old, thirty plus years old. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Garage kept garage kept most of its life. Well, I I can't. Talk, I guess we were a thing with the vans too, but I'm on a much different level. Um, we probably had in the eighties when when Dodge mm-hmm. minivan came out. I think we had one of the first ones off the assembly line <laughs> and we fill, we just filled that sucker up. I think it was, it was right before Kevin was born. So there's three boys, but from there on out, we were, we were the minivan, you know, the, the, the classic minivan filling that sucker up yep. and taking yeah, well, off. Going it. back to values. Here, so, but I think, I, I think it just that area, not only just Mountain View village, because you know, there was that, that, that group of families that live there. I mean, your parent, your folks are still there. And some of the other parents that, you know, we grew up with are still there too. Hell, some of the, some of the, some of our friends are are living back in that neighborhood too. But I think it's just that. I was going to say, there's a whole other generation going through from, from our time. I think it's wild. And that was the, that's a, you know, that's a, a testimony to, um, growing up there because, you know, I look back on my childhood and you kind of talked about it a little bit and I'm so grateful for it. It was, you know, it was a, a childhood that was amazing. I mean, it was just, it was an awesome, it, it, and I, I thought I saw these flowing across uh, social media last couple of weeks where, you know, we went out in the morning on our bikes running through the neighborhood you know, especially during this time of year, during the summer, and we stayed out until the, yeah. until we didn't. I don't think we had street lights, but you know, when our parents call us to come home after a game of kick kick the can at ten o'clock at night, that's when we that's when we were home. You know, yep, exactly. And it's it's different. It's different. Now we had yep. we had a little bit of that back down in Philly when we lived in Plymouth Meeting, but you don't get that out here, and I know you certainly don't get it out there. Oh, we definitely, yeah. I mean, we're a mile down a dirt road. So, yeah. And that's, I, I, I do feel for my kids in that regards of not having that, that just massive posse of kids on BMX bikes, just, just rolling through the neighborhood. I mean, like you said, all day long, it was get up, get dressed, breakfast, yep. and you're gone. And 
I remember, I think like Domino's became popular then. I, I don't even know how long Domino's been, but I can remember having money and ordering up on a landline and having like Domino's show up somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle of the neighborhood. So that took care of lunch. And then we, yeah, when it was the, the, the sun went down, then we kicked the can and then, you know, home, home a little bit later. So it's uh, looking back on those. I mean, it's, and it was multi-activity. It was, it was bikes. It was in the woods. It was in the neighborhood playing baseball and just there, there was no rules, whatever rules you had, you made up and you learned to work with the other kids to develop a understanding and rules of, you know, where the end zone is, where's out of bounds for football and baseball. And I think a lot of that has been missing from, you know, the, the, the modern day. Um, something happened recently where Cindy felt like she had to go over and, you know, help Tanner with like a pickup game of soccer. And it was just like, no, they can, they can figure things out. You know, they're, they're going to have to work and negotiate and just those skills they're building while playing a game, I think is, is a huge part of yeah, that's, just growing up. And that was, that was a lot of Mountain View. Village yeah. That's right actually a pretty, pretty cool point because in we, we don't, it's rare that we see that. I mean, you know, parents are more involved now and, and listen, I, I, I understand it to, 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 to a degree, right? You see all the crap that's going on in the world today. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you have kids, you have three younger kids. I have three teenagers, excuse me, two teenagers. And it's still challenging sometimes for me to let go and let them figure it out because, you know, the, the worst thing that could happen for us in Mountain View Village, right? If, if we were left to our own devices is that we would, scratch something we would break something meaning we would either break a part of our bodies or injure ourselves injure each other or damage some piece of property right you these days you get killed you know depending on your area yeah oh yeah 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 i mean every everything and you can't compare the past to where it is now but i mean just right right now we just have to cherish that's how it was. Doesn't mean it has to be this way anymore, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. Time, times have definitely changed. And yeah, I, I was just thinking about M eighties, you know, getting a bunch of young kids with M eighties in their hands, which definitely happened out there. It's like this day and age that could, there's major consequences. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's not, again, it's not that our parents didn't care. I don't, I just think times were really, really, really different and they it's the that those generations right those different generations because look at the our parents generation and and how they were you know how they were brought up you know there was a lot more independence there was a lot more freedom than there oh yeah and and over the years over the generations that that independence that freedom has substantially changed where you know, people are wrapping their kids in bubble tape and bubble wrap before they send them out the door. I mean, t- look, at, look at, and we won't get into the conversation, but look at what's going on today. You know, and, and, and it's, and again, yeah. I understand it, but when, when, where did we, I think you were hitting on this, where do we lose our way? Right. And, you know, where, yep, exactly. you know, when, when are we, we when are we, 
what time is the right time to enable and empower even that's a better word, right? Empower our kids to let them figure things out. Exactly. Exactly. And just give them enough freedom to start making decisions. Cause I think it's, it's a, it's a character building, you know, job for these kids to not just rely on parents to make the decisions or, you know, and letting kids decide it, is this safe or this not safe? And, you know, there's, there's a lot of that has been lost. So, and that just concerns me. I mean, we go around now and sometimes we'll just go out for a quick little bike ride here and we won't wear helmets. And, you know, I might get child services called on me right now, but I just say we're, we're doing a 1980s bike ride, you know, and we just jump on our bikes and just go cruise around right. the roads here, you know, but it's such a big deal now to where, you know, people see an eight year old riding a bike without a helmet on and, you know, hands are up in the air. It's like, we're good. You know, we're, we're learning how to ride. We got the safety precautions, but you know, we just gotta live, live Brian, life on the edge Brian, right from time to time. <laughs> drink out of, drink out of a water hose. What baby. type of parent know. are you becoming? <laughs> I know, I know. Good I'm Lord. so careless. But I mean, but that's the point, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're what we're talking about here. And again, I think uh, I think I could speak for you. We, we we understand it. We understand it. Things the, the world is different. There's a lot uh, there's a lot more dangers, you know, peeking out behind that corner these days. Um, but still, I mean, we got it. We let's see if we could turn the turn the turn the tables on, on the generational changes and give these kids, let these kids figure it out. So. Exactly. I mean, it's just empowering them really as, as, as I see it to a point, of course, but you know, it's like the, with the helicopter parent and now they even have the lawnmower I've heard of, which just, I haven't heard that one. I haven't heard that one. It's just like, Oh, the the helicopter is always hovering around the kids, make sure everything's okay. The lawnmower just plows everything Uh, out in front of the kids. So they have the easiest path. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 you know, times are changing, but I think it's up to each one of us to make our own decisions and, you know, allow, allow our kids to, to grow and develop as, as we see fit, you know, that's, that's kind of what it comes down to. But in, in, in that regards though, just rolling into like a little bit of youth sports, because that I thought was a major pillar for, for both of us as well. Um, pretty much from, from the get go, you know, not only just playing around in the neighborhood, but rolling into the organized sports and participating and in some kind of activity or another, almost throughout an entire year but with ours you know it was you you did baseball yeah i did before high school we we did the i did the football wrestling and baseball okay okay and that's where i i don't know man maybe the hand-eye coordination i mean yeah because you have just you have have none of that so i just you're building you're building some (laughs) building houses but you have no hand-eye coordination now right (laughs) <laughs> it, was, it, it came a little later maybe i don't know maybe i was just intimidated to leave the neighborhood i was all about baseball playing in there but you get me out of mountain view village man i'm <laughs> shut, shut her down i want nothing to do i want nothing to do with that sport that's funny 
<laughs> Talk, you didn't want to get out of your comfort zone when it came to that. Nope, that's a fast moving, hard little object it's coming at my head. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm out. But with, uh, yeah, Summit Wrestling Club and Abington Astros, um, you know, at least for me, that was a huge part in my upbringing, for sure, hands down. I mean, I was, I became obsessed as second, third grader, and just wrestling and football is all I could think about. And that was, that's kind of where everything started. Um with the sports and I think looking back on it, I know wrestling, I was awful. Um, I don't, I don't think I won a match for the first, maybe two, maybe three years, but I was determined in elementary to get a trophy at some point. And that was when they didn't give everybody a trophy. So you actually, I went home with, you know, Oh, and three record for the day. And that was you know, that you was didn't get a me. ribbon. So that I didn't even get a ribbon. No. Well, if you get four, okay, if I think four you got a ribbon. fourth out of fourth. So, yeah. Yeah. I went home empty handed, you know, for many, many tournaments. And there was just something about that sport that I knew I could improve and get better. And therefore the end product would be a trophy. And I couldn't even tell you when that actually happened, but I was, I was not wow. good. <laughs> and then, but that just carried on. And that kind of set the stage for how, how good can I get and how much better can I improve each season? And then that I think rolled later into to middle school, excuse me, middle school. And then obviously high school. And then, you know, that, and it was all about just self-improvement from there. So, um, you know that's that's kind of how I started off. with, Brian, the, with were you the team sports? Were you? Do you think you were cognizant and aware back then of what you just explained about the self improvement, about progress, about putting the work in? Were you were you conscious of that? And I'm I'm taking that somewhere. I really okay. I really do think so. Looking looking back. I mean, I was bad. I knew I was bad, but I knew I could improve. And I even had like teammates tell me like I was really, <laughs> um, you know, so it wasn't just me. Um, but I loved that club. I think, you know, it was the kids that were showing up there, um, being part of that team. And that was, that was a significant part of just wrestling was, being a team member, but it was all on individual mm. performance, you know? So it's kind of, it's a, it's a unique sport and I've always loved that about it. But um, yeah, I think I knew that I could, I, I could, uh, I could be better than I <laughs> that's was. That's interesting. So I don't know if that, no, that, no, that no, no, actually, track, that's but. actually great because, <laughs> and I asked you that, question because with I think for me things started from an athletic perspective out of the womb you know I was you know my my father was an athlete uh you know so I kind of I kind of just that's just the way our, our life was you know I just Frank started he was all all siblings were athletes you know and I, I was the baby coming behind yep. so 
I my I don't do not recall at any point in time them pushing me into one sport or another. I, I they I I do recall this you know pretty vividly that they kind of let me do my thing. I think there was a stint where I took played basketball for two years, like a four foot one little dude like me running around in like Keds playing basketball where I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, that was strictly probably, yeah, 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 sure. Go ahead, Mike. You can play basketball. <laughs> Check this. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how this turns out. Video cameras, Marlene, in 1978, 79. Um, yeah. Pop it on, pop it on your shoulder. Yeah, I don't even know if they right were like that, that small yet. I think it was, you know, tripods back then. Uh, but uh, <laughs> with wrestling, I remember because I started in, in Valley View. Um, and Frank and I were walking through the cafeteria one, one day, late afternoon. And I saw these guys wrestling. I'm like, I want to do that. And that kind of prompted me to start wrestling. And that was like five, six years old. And I was like you, I, I mean, there's pictures of me in a singlet with the white tube socks rolled up to my knees and I'm running around in Keds getting pinned every match. And I'm happier than a pig and shit walking off that, that mat even though my hand didn't get raised and I kept asking my mom and dad, why, is, why aren't they raising my hand? Well, you lost honey. You lost. And that happened for a while. And things for me really didn't start kind of getting intensified with wrestling until we moved to Clark summit, you know, until we moved to mountain view village. And that's yep. when I got involved with, and that was fourth or fifth grade. That's when I started with, you know, summit, summit wrestling and, I kind of wanted to build that history because unlike you, I wasn't aware of the whole, my mind wasn't working that way back then, you know, about, um, I, I wasn't thinking that if I keep working at this, I'm going to get better. I just thought that was my life. That's who I was. I was supposed to, this is what I was supposed to do, whether it's wrestling, okay. whether it was baseball whether it was football in those early years up to like freshman, well, we'll, we'll, we'll backtrack up until probably like seventh, eighth grade. That's what I believed. I, that's, you know, that's what we do. That's, that's what I do. You know, that's, that's me. Yeah. I wasn't thinking ahead of the, ahead of the curve saying, okay, well, I want to get better because there wasn't really, a, I guess I wasn't really, there wasn't a driver in me that young. It was just something that was part of my life. Like, playing Nintendo or riding my bike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's wintertime. Yeah. Time to wrestle, you know, summertime and of summer. Okay. Yeah. Bust the Exactly. Out. And Here then when go. I got into junior yep. high, yep. you know, and that that's when things started getting, getting serious. And I started thinking about, you know, at that point in junior high, you're just thinking about wrestling, you know, I want to wrestle my freshman yeah. year yep. and I yep. want to wrestle for JD. And that was kind of the, I want exactly. that. I want that. And then once you got that, then, then once I got to high school, then it was the build about getting better, getting better, getting better, because the next step was doing it in college. And, but even back then, dude, I don't think, you know, obviously I knew that the harder I worked, the better I was going to get. Right. But even, even in, yeah. in, high school and then even in college to be honest with you it was and it, but it faded a little bit in college it faded a lot in college obviously but that's when it was just that was something 
I I was supposed to do. And, and yeah, well, and that's that's when it turns into exactly, more of a job. exactly. Yeah, in yeah. college, I mean, even in high school, it, it could to to a degree become a job, you know, um, or at yeah. least give you the sense of it as a job or a, a, a requirement, right? Versus versus exactly, you know, like what you were saying, something that you were leveraging, you know, whether it's a, whether it's a sport, whether it's playing an instrument whether it's singing, whether it's whatever your, whatever your extracurricular activity may be, you know, leveraging it as growth rather than an expectation, you know? And I think that's one of the things that, that I let happen to me is that I thought that I let it define me and it was what I was expect, what I thought I was expected to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a big difference. I mean, yeah. Cause if I think we're, when the passion may be lost mm-hmm. or is of question that then that's when gears start to shift. Um, but I, I feel with, with passion, if you're, if you're into it and, you know, for me personally, it was probably like almost obsessed at some points. And that was even in middle school. I can remember, you know, just my parents got like one of those Sears, uh, weight machines with the plates like plastic Mm -hmm. cement filled plates and you could you can manipulate it into bench press or squats and but we were down there i mean my dad had us on a program he was supporting this whole cause you know and we were all down there just on a weight program you know sixth grade i can remember and that was that was a passion though there was there was nobody forcing me down there to do that extra work but at that time I knew the extra work, like you said, like somebody's working harder, you know, somebody's working harder than you. So I got to, I got to outwork this guy. And that was, I think just watching a lot of Dan Gable too, at a, at a real young age kind of helped set the tone for, for my whole upbringing through junior high and middle school. But it was never, I never felt like that's what I had to be, um, just junior year, I guess, when I had a, a real bad concussion, things just went, you know, haywire. Um, that was the only time I questioned what I was doing. But that motivated just the senior year to come back and almost mm-hmm. make up for lost time with with that. But, um, yeah, it's and it's how do you teach the kids of, you know, these days? It, that's where it's hard. It's either a kid is – passionate about an activity or sport or you know just anything uh, uh, an, an instrument academics it's how do you instill or help them how do you facilitate them is where i'm coming up against into developing you know a love for something you know it's almost like they're in or they're out but you can't always just neglect it and walk away from something. If, if they were to spend a little more time, like, like my upbringing with wrestling was, you know, if they were like, okay, well, this is season two and we no W's for you. Like what, what else do you like junior? You know, there was, there was never any of that. It was, they were following, you know, leading from the rear and just seeing what kind of path I was. Yeah. Picking. That's, that's, you know, uh, that's, I mean, that's interesting because as you're talking, I'm like, wow, because there wasn't, 
because my parents, you talk about sacrifice and you talk about support. And I, that's one thing, you know, I think, and I've never really sat down with my dad and had this conversation uh, over the years, but I think because going into freshman year, I think it was freshman year, freshman year or sophomore year, that's when I decided that, nope, it's wrestling and only wrestling. I stopped playing. I played football. I played football my freshman year yep. on the freshman team. But, you know, that was it. I was like, you know what? I'm focusing completely on on wrestling. And he didn't, yeah, and and he, he did didn't too. give yeah. too, yep. too much about football. But I think me giving up baseball, you know, because – I think, I that, think so. That struck I think so. Nerve. I mean, and maybe, yeah, I, at 100%, 100%. And maybe it's just the story I've been telling myself over these years, but you know, that kind of prompted him and motivated him to try to help me as best he could with a sport really that he wasn't very familiar with. And I'll tell you, man, you talk about sacrifice and the support driving my ass around all around the the, the the main eastern seaboard pretty much and points west yep. to a degree uh it's it's amazing and, at, and i'm circling that back to your point at no point in as in the 10 15 years that i wrestled did i ever hear a complaint from him about or my mom about going here or going there. That's some of the best memories, you know, some of the best memories I had growing up as a kid, taking those road trips and those wrestling tournaments when my dad was sitting in the, when my dad was sitting in the corner, you know, coaching me <laughs> in his dapper attire. <laughs> <laughs> I can, you know, I can picture it uh, now. <laughs> you know, so those are some of the best memories. And there's times, you know, I got, we got, we got, he and I got tossed out of, tournaments and shit like that and that's a whole other story but yeah that's a whole that's other a whole other podcast, podcast. But talking about the kids right and um you know kind of observing from the back and leading from the back of the pack or you know guiding them and directing them into guiding them or directing them into a passion right? Or a sport. I, I want to say a passion yeah, because yeah. I don't think it's fair to just say a sport. We're talking about sports, but like no, my girls, at all. Yeah. they're in two sports that I don't know a goddamn thing about. Right. I don't know. I don't know much yep. about now. Granted, I've, I've learned. Thank you. I've learned about them obviously because, you know, has been playing soccer since she was five. Bella has been doing gymnastics since she was five. So I picked up some things, but. Oh yeah. If you haven't learned anything by now, <laughs> exactly. you just weren't paying exactly. attention. So, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and I've talked a lot about this on the podcast about passions and 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 purpose and and I try to encourage them. And it's more it's more around the conversations that I'm having with them now, or are more from a you know, a career, not necessarily a career perspective, but what, what, you know, what, who do you want to be when you get, when you, you know, get out of high school or get out of college, whatever the case may be different conversations than you're having with, you know, Tanner and the girls right now, but it's about, yep. And this is where I screwed up. Right. You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be 40 some years old in a, in a career or a profession that you're just not passionate about, you know, you may be good at it, 
you know, you may be great at it, but you know, when you're 40 some years old and you're, you're, you're testing the waters of, of a new life or a new career or some, something, you, when it takes you 40 some years to find your passion and what you're really supposed to do, because for 20 plus years, you, you weren't testing the waters, you weren't, you know, sacrificing and you weren't taking risk and you weren't trying things. That's a, that's a conversation I try to have with them and say, Hey, listen, go out and try everything, everything. Go. Exactly. It's t- taking off the, yes. taking off the Just horse Go lines. do everything. You know, like the, the race horses, take those things off and look at the whole horizon yeah. and try and that, it. That's whatever one thing you see. I didn't do not that. Listen, I'm grateful for where, where we're at and who I've become and who I continue to become. But and don't get me wrong, dude. And we've had this conversation before because I know if I did one thing different in my past, you know, one thing different, I wouldn't be married to Robin and I wouldn't have the two girls that I have right now. And I can't regret that. And I, I'm incredibly grateful and fortunate for that. But, and that's just, that's yep. just the lesson exactly. that I've been able to learn to communicate to them that, you know, what, what, hey, what should I do with this class or what should I do? Should I go get it? Yeah, go, do it all. Because right now, when, when, especially when you're a teenager, but even when you get out of college, right, and you're 20 some years old and you're still trying to figure things out, yeah, go, go try some different things. Yep. You know, what is, it that you, what is it that you really, really exactly. love and you really, really get excited about? What makes you come alive and go do it? And even if you screw it up and you fail at it after a year and you figure out that it's not something that's really for you, you're 20 some years old, you got your whole life ahead of you. No big deal. Yeah. Check, yep. check that off the list and then just, just move on. Yeah. And I think that's really what the 20s are for just in general. And some people, you know, are, are different to where they know from the get-go, from the beginning, ending a high school into college, they go into their major, they study it, and then that's their lifelong career. You know, I, I'm, I, I watch my mom do it from – you know, from her first freshman year when she started, I didn't watch that part, but um, her timeline, you know, she was passionate about nursing all the way. And then she retired as a nurse. So, you know, it is possible, but there, it is also possible to explore the waters and, you know, try new things and take risks and reevaluate and be okay with stopping if that is not filling your bucket and move on yeah. and try something new. And that's, that's where, you know, I wanna, that's where it I comes down to. I want to clarify something though too, because I think it's important for the audience to realize this and hear this is that, cause you, you kind of hit on it, right? Where it's whatever you, whatever your path may be and whatever you choose to go down and like your mom, it could be something. And I think that's really rare these days uh, where, you, you you know what you want to do and you go do it and it, you you do it for your entire career. Um, but I'm saying yeah. if you go out and do something and maybe you do it for a year, maybe you even do it for 10 or 15 years and you find out that, you know what, this ain't for me anymore. You know, that's okay. It's not a failure. It's not, it's not, you screwed up. It's, it's listen, time ran, time ran out on that passion. It's time to go somewhere else. Exactly. And I think some people get a little caught yep. up in not changing, right? And not and not taking a risk or not switching. They get they they've done something for so long, they're incredibly comfortable doing it. 
but their passion lies elsewhere. They don't want to make that switch or that transition because they, they or others are going to view them as quitting or you gave up or however it was going to be classified, however you're going to be judged. And that prevents them from taking that step to doing what maybe they should be doing. Exactly. And, that, and therefore you're letting others, others opinions and perspectives dictate the, the, the direction yep. you're, you're taking and you're almost stuck there because of worrying about, and that's, that's just a lot going on more and more, I think too, of, everybody's worried about what other people are going to think. I mean, if you look at the social medias right now, I mean, go, it's, it's getting ugly out there, man. I'm, I'm definitely a little worried, but if, if people could just focus more, you know, ditch the outside and focus more inside, inside of your family, inside of your own personal life and what truly makes you happy, fulfills you. And, you know, maybe, that passion isn't going to roll over into your livelihood. You know, maybe you are doing a job just to provide a, 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 you know, a roof and bacon on the table for the family, but that allows you to be passionate elsewhere as at the same time, when you clock out, you're able to go pursue that instrument or play and, you know, follow your true passion. That's all right too. I think it just, people need to focus in and really do more self-reflection these days. And then that overflows and that, that kind of will spill out then onto your family, onto your friends and family. And, you know, if, if other people are seeing you live this life that is meaningful and motivating, that rolls off and that may motivate somebody else that is just watching, you know, basically live your life. And that can change, you know, the, the ripple effect can just go out from there. Yeah. I, there's a quote that I love that it's, I think it goes, and I might completely butcher this, but the life you're living could be somebody else's Bible. Meaning, you know, meaning yeah, that, Hey, I listen, like that. They, they might be living a life they don't want to live. They Not necessarily them wanting to live your life, but there's an inspiration going on, right? Uh, and they, and they see, see exactly. you creating what it is that you want to create, and they want to create that. And I think that's incredibly important. And you're, one, you're 100% spot on that, um, you know, if you, if you, you have to find fulfillment, right? And if, 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 Whatever, whatever, if, if you're, if you're in a career or a profession or a job, however you guys want to classify it, and you're in that to, to put the bacon on the table and the roof over your head, that's awesome. You know, that's fantastic. And, and you need to have that side, that side project to get that fulfillment. If you're not getting it in your profession, in your career, you really have two choices, right? Find a profession or a career that's going to fulfill you. Or find it elsewhere, meaning keep doing what you're doing, yep. right? And do it to the best of your damn ability, but find something outside exactly. of that, that you could work on that's going to make you better, that help you get better. And you're going to be able to fulfill that. And that could be anything. My hope is, my hope is that over time, you're able to remove yourself from that position or profession that isn't fulfilling you and find something that is going to fulfill you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're, I look at it as if, 
you're dreading every morning waking up that right yeah. there is an indicator you know if if you're able to get up and you're dedicated to a job and you go out and you do that job as best as you can and then you have that off time you know beginning or ending of that that work day and you're able to pursue other things then that's great but if you're waking up and you're just dreading every single day that lays a, lies ahead of you that i think is a big indicator that something well, something yeah, needs to I mean, happen it, it might be an indicator it might be an indicator not just of the profession of the career it could be you know could be something could be bigger than that too yeah could be yeah exactly and that's that's time i think to take and really examine like i was saying like looking looking more inside than looking around what everybody else is doing like what 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 are you dreading of that day and then pick that apart yeah i think that's that's a tough part right? so, that's a tough part though is is and there's been a lot of tough conversations that I've had with myself and a lot of tough discussions and questions I've asked myself when I've got that point, you know, because we're, we're, we're used to being comfortable. We want to be comfortable. We don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to rip off that bandaid because once you start picking at that, that scab there, it's going to lead down a rabbit hole that you might not want to want to lead to. And yeah, you know, I yeah, think, exactly. I, think, I believe more of us need to have those conversations with ourselves and really, really get down and dirty about the demons that we're facing and 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 ask ourselves those tough questions. I think we avoid that a lot. Yeah, and that kind of leads in to just another note I had was, you know, if you're if you're dreading the days and you're just not motivated it may come across as, you know, laziness of just what's, is it laziness or is it just being unmotivated? So waking up in the mornings, if you're not motivated to get it, to get out there and just get after it, you know, and whether it's a job or with the family or, you know, a side, side hustle, whatever it may be, you know, is it, is it just not being motivated to carry through or are you is it, and that's that's what i've been thinking more and more about like some people looking out from the outside is oh that guy's just lazy you know he's he's not wanting to do much of any bare minimum kind of guy or is that person just unmotivated and not finding something whether it's a career path or you know just anything to be unmotivated, do the bare minimum, just getting through day by day, just least amount possible, you know, and coming back, you know, coming back to like the wrestling, you know, I think JD for both of us was a huge motivator and that, that was a person, but that motivated us to, you know, perform at our best ability to train the best we could and a lot of it was for our motivation, you know, extrinsic motivation was a coach, you know, and a lot of people may not have that, that person, that, that foundation to lean on or to perform for. So, you know, it's, it, that's, that's always, I kind of go back and forth, you know, what's, what's the difference between being unmotivated and just not fulfilled and, is it is it just pure laziness or is there something deeper than that? Well, 
I'll, I'm thinking on being unmotivated leads to laziness, right? Yeah, that's you know? kind of, kind I, of and a, that's I'm just, I'm, that's not a, that's not. I'm just throwing it out there because that's as I'm thinking. Because if 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 I'm not motivated, there's no, if there's not something driving me, if there's not a passion, right? That's gonna if if there's something, yeah. yeah if there's if there's if there's not that why, right? That 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 purpose for me to yep. do whatever it is that I I should do, right? Um, that's gonna cause me to be lazy, right? You can classify it as being un because I'm, I'm gonna be unmotivated yeah. and I'm gonna be lazy because I'm just not gonna do it, you know. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. and and that's okay. And I I, I want to make sure that people understand that you're going to have those days where you're not motivated and you're sure as shit lazy, you know, it's just, that's the way of life. There's going to be days. Now there's going to be days, right? Right. There, but I think you got to yeah. have those days. So it's, uh, you can't look down upon them, but just when yeah, exactly, it becomes more exactly. of a trend, when, I when guess. You're see, when you're seeing a pattern you know? and one day leads to two days, leads to three days. Next thing you know, it's four weeks later and, you know, they're, you're you're on the couch with empty beer bottles and pizza boxes, and you 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 know you're watching, yeah. look at look at Holy looking crap. around, wondering what happened. And, but <laughs> yeah. but you're, yes, absolutely, you're, you you should have those days because I think those days are, are the ones that help recreate that motivation, right? But there's there's all those other days, right, where, and I just this came, just came to me where you're. Right, where well, you don't you don't want to get out of bed, you don't want to hit it, you don't want to do do what you you should do, right? And here's 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 where I come in, right? Here's something yeah. that I struggle with, but you still do them. You're not motivated, yeah. You're yep. not motivated. You're definitely not lazy. But the thing is, is is your mind lazy at that point because you're you're not jumping out of bed that morning. You're are you going through the motions of your day? And on those days, right, where you're not motivated, not motivated or inspired to get up, but you're still doing it because you know it's the right thing to do, are those, is that a day where you should possibly be lazy? Yeah. Well, and yeah, that goes, that totally can go both way, I think. If sometimes, you, yeah, you're respecting, you're respecting your body. You know, in, in the physical aspects, of course, this is all just physical, you know, well, I think training and activity. Too. I think, but that's where the that's where the growth yes. happens. I think mentally, if if you're able to still go out when everything is telling you no, and you still are able just to go out, and then that may just be the best you know run or training you had that whole month. Yes, that's where the growth happens. That's where the mental growth happens and physical, but then yeah, there there are other times where you know you got to niggle or naggle, and you just well now's today's not that day, you know. No matter what you had set up for the night before, it just some days aren't the day. So it, you know it could go. You can go. You can be devil advocate on both sides there. Of you know it's, but I do think, and I even told the cross country runners, I, I have nine middle schoolers right that's now. That's awesome. That's that's like my posse, and. That's what I told him. We talked about like weekend homework, about going out and just do something. 30 minutes of something. I don't care. But I said, you know, if, if you don't want to go out 
and you still go out and do something, that's where you grow. So, and that's, you know, that's where I'm, that's my message to, to middle schoolers right now. So, you know, that's, that's, I think, I think that's, that that's the mental. Yeah, I, I sure. definitely agree with that, but there's been times, and I know you could speak to this just as much as I can, where we didn't want to go out, but we still went out and we pushed ourselves. And when we got done, we we're sitting there going, hmm, probably should have taken, taken it a little bit easier today. <laughs> and it might it might not be that day yeah. that we realize yep. it could be two days down the road that we're like shit that you know what I should have backed off that day and and I think going back to what you you were talking about before the, the having those days you're gonna have those days right where you're not where you're unmotivated and you're lazy and then and then you know that that's yeah. just possibly very likely your body your mind talking to you to say hey listen maybe. Maybe you need a rest. Now, if you're if the messages are still coming to you the next day and the next day and the next day, then you might have to start talking internally to yourself and asking yourself some hard questions because you might need to reset and change completely. Exactly. And I went through that this whole stage, just like everything you just said was after uh, the hundred mile we just did. Um, after silver heels, there was, you know, well, there's obvious like physical rest and recovery, um, and letting like swelling going down and all that stuff. But there was still some kind of movement, something, you know, and and it wasn't anything to brag about, you know, is coming up on the yoga mat Mm -hmm. maybe for like 30 minutes at a time, or just simply sitting in a sauna or a salt bath. You know, nothing glory, like super, you know, awesome to brag about, but it was still something leading to improving myself. And then, you know, this, the cross country now that I I pretty much wrapped up recovery and perfect timing to roll in, to be able to train with, with these middle schoolers now. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not all Instagram worthy. I guess like that's where a lot of people are. Well, if I can't go out and get six miles in, then I like, you know, that's going to screw up my Strava or I can't, I can't make a cool picture about this. Well, who cares? Still go out and do it. You know, just, it's like I told the middle scores, just do something. I don't care. Like if you're binging on Netflix, that's awesome. But hang out and plank for, you know, Every other three minutes, you know, get into a plank. You can watch Netflix. I don't care. But if you can do some air squats and planks while you're doing that, I'm good with that. (laughs) No. (laughs) And it's not all fun and nothing to brag about, but there's still that consistency. I think that's the important thing, right? right? Is that, is that consistent showing up each day in whatever, whatever, in whatever realm is to you is, is, is really key. Cause I think, and yeah, you want to take you want to take your days of rest and recovery absolutely, but as long as you're staying consistent over over a period of time, whatever that period if it's a week or it's a couple of days or a month, whatever the case may be, but as long as the trend is is a trend of consistency in a good way, you know, not sitting on the couch yeah. with bonbons every day. You know, or or, <laughs> yeah. or drinking yellow jackets the entire time. Consistently, <laughs> consistent purchases of yellow jackets. So yeah, one hundred percent. Nice. Well, that's that's good, man. I mean, we've gone kind of all over all over the board here, um, just from almost literally day one out of the womb. 
as you said. Um, but yeah, I think um, covered a lot of topics here and some of these, you know, I, we could, we can make podcasts up on, you know, just, I think wrestling alone on, on, on training for endurance um, events, you know, that in itself. So I don't know. I think, uh, I think this was a pretty big, big, big bite out of a lot of our upbringings for sure. Yeah, this was a good, we, this was a good, good show. I like, I like, cause it, we dug a little deeper on, on a, quite a bit. Like you said, we could go into, we could make each one of these little bullet points definitely a, a show in itself. We try to keep these to an hour for right now, folks. So just so you guys know from a timing perspective, but um, no, I think that was great. I appreciate you, you with the coming up with the content today. Cause it was great. Um, I don't know what, what else, do you have anything else? How do you want to close it? Um, I don't know, maybe an, uh, another topic we want to, uh, we want to address in a couple of weeks to just to keep the audience, uh, so hungry you, what, for what, more. Do they call, what do they call it in the, the, the uh, a teaser, a yeah. teaser, <laughs> throw a teaser out there. <laughs> wow. We're, we're, we're getting, we're getting weird, man. A little teasers. Yeah. If we don't get a sponsor after this one, man, I just, seriously, well, I got, wrong. I got, I got something in mind for that. We might have one coming up very shortly. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Sightings. Teasers, teasers and sponsors. <laughs> Woo. There, there's another one right there. Teasers and sponsors. Is that another podcast? <laughs> yeah, it could be. I could, that could be several of them. Right yeah. There. I think, I think both of those could go in a bad direction. We we're if, if we, we, that might, that might, that yeah. might have us putting the uh, explicit symbol on the pod- podcast. Explicit. For sure, you know where that you know how to do that. Uh, I think it. I think it has it on there already. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay, if we if we have to podcast from Vegas someday, then we, we might want to do uh, some research and find. We that could possibly one. coordinate that, like poolside or something like that. But yeah, that wouldn't be something we uh, we fortunately. <laughs> That would require yeah, editing for we sure. It's like on the YouTube and we're broadcasting this with video. So yeah, that would, well, that's, that's a direction. Anything's the sky's the limit. Hey, right if, now, so anybody who's out we there could do that. that wants to become like our producer, um, you know, pro bono, of course, uh, we'll, Pro bono, or of all course, the, all the yellow jackets, Yingling loggers, and double IPAs you could drink. Either way, we're good with it. I was gonna say, I, I do right, some exactly, of my work exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah, who's out there? Just hit on. us up. Hit us up. Let's. Uh, here's here's what I want. Like, maybe we could do this because circle back onto kind of how we opened it with with the banquet beers with cores doing. Um, uh, doing the promotion or helping out with the uh, with the wild the wildland fires the the wildland firefighters and helping support them, you know, you just came off back in May, uh, uh, an event to raise funds. I came off of one in April to raise funds. So over the course of you know the the eight years we've been doing these kind of events, we've we've give we've given right we've we've did fundraisers and, and, and kind of, <laughs> we, we put our bodies through a lot of 
situate the sacrifice yeah, so sacrificial maybe, lambs. Maybe something to think about is is you know having a servant heart and giving uh and maybe a conversation around something to that effect. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I think personally that's more of the direction I, I see myself heading just in general with uh just crazy yeah stupid events. Um just trying to to make make good and have uh bring awareness to, yeah. to something or another. So I uh Yeah, I I'll like throw that. this out like there. I'll, I'll I'll sacrifice YouTube and I'm sure it wouldn't be an issue, but if anybody out there is listening that is in a situation that that needs needs help, you know, and Brian and I are willing to sacrifice our bodies to go through some kind of crazy event to raise money. We've done it a bunch of times, both of us together and separately. So we, we'd be happy to have a conversation about that. It's, it's something that we, we like to do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely hit us up. And I think just anybody listening too, if there's, there's topics you'd like to see us um, kick around, um, definitely, definitely drop us a line and let us know anything like that, or just, um, certain questions and stuff like that. And I'd, I'd love to entertain some, some topics and questions. Yeah, absolutely. Future just, just to, to extend that a little bit. Um, we, we won't require this, but if you come to us with a question or a topic to discuss and you're interested of, on joining the show and having a conversation with us, Definitely something we'd be we'd we'd love to have you guys. I mean, this is as you could tell, we've been talking about doing this for a while, and it's really just Brian and I kind of sitting around talking, uh, structured around some topic each week, and that's really it is. And if we could get more people that are interested in coming on and joining us as a, as a guest, it'd be awesome to have you come up. Yeah, no, oh, that'd be great. That would be fun indeed. So yeah, hit us up. Well, yeah, until uh, next time you want to come up with um, some kind of topic yep, for session yep, number uh, three. Go ahead. Should we... I, I was thinking we didn't really get much into outdoors and um, kind of that whole arena. And that, I think, plays a large part in uh, both of our lives right now. So maybe maybe next time, speaking of... Uh, evolving from from the team sports maybe into more yeah, of the I, outdoor I, arena and I think and benefits there, you know coming coming from your perspective right uh, especially after college going up to uh, <clears throat> uh going up to to vermont and hanging out up there i mean pretty much your entire professional career if you will has been outdoors and so there's a story there from, from where you started to where you are now. And then, you know, I started getting really into the outdoors and, and, and being more involved in it, you know, when we started kind of doing this crazy nonsense. Uh, and so I think there's some, there, yeah. yeah, I think that's a good, there, that, that, and I yeah. think we could kind of leverage that into, you know, the servant, the servant mindset, because that's kind of usually we're leveraging our ridiculousness, if you will, being outdoors in an effort to raise awareness or funds or, or whatever the case may be for some, some good folks out there. So that could be a definite topic. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah. I'm, I like, I like your evolution. Um, 
into into this area. So I think that would be I think that would be a fun area to discuss. Okay. So and yeah, yeah, some of these uh fundraisers and benefit events and everything. I mean, that's that's definitely part of my that's more highlights than just getting belt buckles or, you know, uh part- medals. Yeah. So I think those two those two areas we could we could definitely All right, have sounds some fun good. With. Think about it over the next couple of days and we could we could circle back on it. Yeah, no, that sounds good. All right, brother. I appreciate it, man. It was a good show today. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks everybody listening. Thanks. Thanks to you, Mike, as well. Always. We could, we could probably do three to four hour podcasts, but uh, we we might have to build the the tolerance and endurance of our audience up a little. At yeah, a time. Well, we'll, well, well, I mean, this one's going a little bit longer than we expected. So maybe every week, every time we do it, we'll get like 10 minutes longer. Yeah, yeah, we'll be up right, to like right. Rogan yeah, Lake. If we get to, to Rogan <laughs> yeah. Lake and we have Rogan sponsorship, that'd be fantastic. That would be awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah, we'd, we'd be drinking all the, yellow, all the yellow yeah. jackets we could drink in during a session. <laughs> twist my arm twist my arm all right brother give uh give my love to to the family and uh, we'll be talking to you soon okay brother yeah you do the same man take care much love to everybody out there thank you thanks everybody appreciate it bye-bye all right